This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to The Salontrepreneur. We're your hosts, Amy and Jeff Stebbins. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. So today, I want to talk about all the messages we've been getting. We've been getting a lot of messages from stylists and making maybe making a move to a new salon or transitioning states, and we've done that multiple times. So they're asking us how we did it, why we did it, just kind of all that stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, it's been cool because I think with people making moves, especially over the last few years here, lots of change in people's lives. And a lot of times people get pretty concerned about that, especially if you're a stylist that has a great book of business, you love your clientele, you love what you're doing, but you want to move someplace else, or it's just time for a change across city or whatever that is. So like you mentioned, having done that five times, not just owning salons, but you are a stylist growing a book of business first mm-hmm. and foremost. I mean, that's what the business is. So having done that, we started to put together some of our thoughts that actually got us to have that success. So I guess talk about the first one, which is these moves we've made for a variety of reasons yeah. in life. We just made the decision. One, you just got to make the move. You got to pull the bandaid off and you got to make the move. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not easy and I never wanted to do it. I mean, never want to leave a full book of business because you work hard for that. And you, you have these clients become a part of your life and you know, their whole history you invite them to events, they invite you to events. So it's never easy. It's not something that you're like, heck yes, I'm just going to leave all those people and move to the next. It's, It's not like that. So it does, it was really hard for us. It has gotten easier just because we have done it. And the first time you do it is the hardest. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you said rip the bandaid off. The first salon, I didn't rip the bandaid off for, I don't know, a years. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I would drive from one state to the next. And just in my mind, I'm going to a full book of business. It was my salon too. So there's, there's that um, part of it as well. But, but man, I didn't want to live there anymore. I had other things going on. And I took so much time to get there and to get home. And it's just not worth it. When you know you've already made the transition and you're building a life in a different area, you have to just, you got to make the move. Right. Because if I would have done it sooner, I would have been successful sooner. Um, But I held on to that little piece of me thinking that I needed to. Right. And now I know you have to just do it. Right. Or that you could maintain both. So I think early on, not only it was just, wow, I've got this great book of business. I love my clients, but it was also guilt too, that if you weren't there for those clients, you felt a lot of that, like they were dependent on you. And again, to some degree clientele is you, you give them a look, you give them that experience, but 
you got to do what's best for you in your life. And that's, that's for any stylist yes. out there. Do what's best for you and your family and your life. It took us a number long one. time to do those things. So sure. number one, make the move. And again, <laughs> and we didn't learn that lesson. Even the first one you mentioned now, other salons, you've traveled back and forth this time, flying back and forth to salons. Yes. I know lots of stylists doing things like that just to maintain a book of business many states away where it's not even drivable. Talk about that. Yeah. And like you said, so then I was traveling by an airplane, you know, then a rental car and a hotel night. And, you know, yeah, we ran the numbers. It still made some sense. But the time away from my kids, my husband, you know, my area, my community, it just, that stuff wasn't worth it, you know? Right. And, and that one I did a lot shorter, but I would have continued had I not done, had I not made the move before. Mm-hmm. I think that to me was like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to make the switch instantly because when I find out that it affects my family or anybody else, you know, the kids weren't happy because I was leaving overnight. And, um, that, that's just like, what am I doing it for? Right. You know, I think we're all working for, we talk about lifestyle all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, number one is my family. And so when they're suffering, I'm like, no. Right. That's not worth it. Right. No, it's, we were talking earlier. It's a lot like we're watching this Tony Robbins documentary on yeah. Netflix right now. And he makes this girl just call immediately when they're in the session and break up with her boyfriend that isn't right for her just right then and there. Yep. And I think that's our lesson in make the move is make, if you know, this isn't you, this isn't you long-term don't hang on to it forever. Even if it's a good book of business, the financial upside just isn't going to be worth it, period. I'd say 99.9% chance of the time is not going to work out long-term and you're just delaying the inevitable. And you made a great point. It's keeping you from starting to immerse yourself in the new community you're in or the new city that you're in or the new opportunity that you're in by always holding on to that. And that that's just life in general, just letting go of the past. But for this, especially, I I think you got to make that move. Yeah, you definitely do. We make decisions a lot faster now too, um, just about everything. Uh, and it's like when we make our mind up, like we talk it over, of course, we make educated decisions, but we've realized we need to make them fast. Right. And that has worked so much better than us him and Han and going, oh my gosh, maybe this or what if, what if, and you can do the what ifs on both ends all for day sure. long. Um, but what is the most beneficial for us is usually just to make them quick. And once we've made up our mind, it's like all in, stop thinking about the past. You've moved on. Right. And uh, go for it. Yeah. No. So that's a great point. Make the move. I think that's the first one. If you're on the fence and you know, there's an opportunity, make the move, yes. stop holding on. Number two, this is the one that I, I think I love the most. And this is, again, when you move, this is always an opportunity to redefine yourself, redefine yourself as a stylist, redefine your specialty, redefine your skills. It's a huge opportunity to do that because maybe over here, they know you as this kind of stylist where now, boom, I'm here. This is me now, you know, and, and we've done a great job of that, which is always exciting to kind of redefine, learn some new skills and specialize. That is the most exciting part for me too, because I have done it all. I've done absolutely every service. I've maxed out myself. I put everything into it. And then eventually you're like, why am I doing the things that I don't even love doing for that extra money? Because then I'm taking space and time off my schedule for the services that I do want to do. And so now as we have had multiple locations and salons, um, we've really figured out, I've narrowed it down. I've taken more training in certain areas and I'm like, this is, this is the lane I want to be in Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to stay and maximize it. I'm not going to do the things that I don't 
that I don't like to do or that I'm not as good at as some other services. Right. And so, and that's how you get better at the services you want to do as well, because that's all you do. Right. And um, so that's the exciting part for for the transition that you have to think about is now I can recreate myself. I don't have to be stuck in the bubble that I was. I can start a whole new, a whole new persona, a whole new salon style. It doesn't matter. Now, right. now you can change it up. Yeah. And honestly, even you talk about style, just the type of stylist yes. you were has morphed de- oh. depending on stylist and owner has mm-hmm. morphed depending on, on the salons that you had. Totally. My look has changed too. My wardrobe has changed. I mean, yes, we went from the cold to the heat and now we're in the desert. So we're really in the heat. Yeah. So the wardrobe's totally shifted as well. Uh, it's funny because every time I start somewhere new, I'm like, oh, none of these clothes will do. I got to <laughs> revamp everything. Is that intentional? I feel I like that's so. intentional. I, think, intentional. I mean, I don't have to, but I do. But no, it's true. It's like, it's like a whole new persona. It's I've started new. My career has started new. So it's exciting too. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, re- use this opportunity to redefine yourself. Yes. Take some training, redefine your skills, figure out what you want to specialize in. It's a great opportunity. And that kind of takes us into the next one, which is with that new persona, with that new focus, start building the buzz about yourself right away. Start building that new Instagram focused on who you are right now, what you're looking to accomplish. Talk about that. Cause that's the last couple salons, especially we've done a great job of that. And just saying, yeah, it's going to take a minute for us to get everything set up, but let's start getting things going. That That's what we did. We just started promoting and posting only what we wanted to do and um, stop doing the things that you don't want to do. So I, I do a lot of extensions here. I do a lot of um, balayage. So that's all I take pictures of and post. Well, that's we started zero, zero followers. Zero. Zero we followers, zero. zero friends. Yes. Nobody like, and that's the thing I want to, when we moved, these were the locations that had no family, no friends, nobody. No, it was zero followers at every single hair page that you were creating for yourself or for the salon itself. So I think that's the key. Again, if you have something that you can build off of great, but we were always taking it from zero because you were going to be a different type of stylist every place that we showed up. Yeah, I I always, I've narrowed it down, you know, from all the different salons at first. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll do men's cuts. Why not? Oh, I'll do keratins, uh, smoothing treatments. Why not? And now I'm like, I don't want to do those services. Right. They take too much time off my books and things that I don't enjoy that I'm not as good at. I'm, there's people that specialize in men's cuts. There's barbers. There's, you know, so they can do that. Now I specialize in extensions and hand painting and I, and I enjoy that. So why would I only, why wouldn't I only promote that and post that? So right. I start changing it, start just posting that, even if you've always posted everything yeah. and add some personality, start posting about yourself, what you're doing. I mean, people want to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're going to start coming to you and they don't know you, they, they like that little inside scoop that yeah. your Instagram portfolio starts to provide. So again, there's a lot of social media options out there. We just think for your portfolio, for your hair page, Instagram still is the best place to do that. Yes. It's the best place to say, this is me, represent your brand and who you are. Keep a hair page separate from your personal page, do your own personal stuff. But when you start right. building who you're going to be at that next location, it's so key to start building that out. Yeah. And I think one thing is key to remember, uh, like you said, we, we didn't know anyone. And every move that we've made, we don't, we didn't have family supporting the salon. We didn't have a bunch of friends when we moved. Um, so it really was bare bones, just starting the grind. And as we've done more of it, 
we don't, it doesn't scare me anymore. It really scared me at the first jump that we did. But now it, like, I don't promote to my neighbors. I don't, I don't go and hand my business cards to my neighbors. And the reason why I don't do that is because they will come if, once they get to know me, but I don't, that's not where I start. Right. Build that portfolio, build that brand, build that buzz right away, even before you get where you're going. And I think one to us, that's the most important thing is having what we call the salon entrepreneur mindset that you are going to grow your book of business on your own too. Like where, whatever salon you end up at, whatever one you scope out and end up going into, that's great. But take some self-ownership, have some self-respect to say, I'm going to build this business, yes. treat it like my own business, regardless of where you're going or what you're doing. I think that's always been a key for us is we're not waiting for anybody to set the table for us. We're doing it ourselves and anyone can. Yeah. Stylists like to say all the time, that's my client. Those are my clients, but then they don't want to work for them. You know, work for your clients. If they're your clients, build your business within a business. I don't care what, how you get paid. We all write our own paycheck because we get tips. We get, you know, the services we want. So build that buzz, use your Instagram. Cause I can fill a stylist that has an Instagram already built out for me a lot faster than I can build one with nothing. You know, I can promote them a lot better and say, Hey, look, because your clients are going to go look you up. They call the salon and they're like, do, do they have an Instagram I can look at first? So start with making something, take, take that salon entrepreneur mindset and make the adjustments that we're telling you now. And you're going to be so successful once you do that. Right. Well, and it gets into being aggressive. It's, we talk about building that portfolio, looking for your ideal clientele, Mm -hmm. but then it is actually going and finding those people at the mall outside of that salon. Once you get your business cards or you don't even need those, take the time to introduce yourself, be aggressive, at least from your business perspective, because that immediately impacts your ability to grow your book of business fast. And that's what 99% of us say in beauty school. I know because I used to go in there and teach every now and then. And I would talk to all the stylists there and they'd be so hungry. You know, keep that hunger when you get into the salon. Don't just sit and wait and go, oh, it's slow today. I'm not busy today. Maybe post something on your Instagram. Say, hey, I've got openings, a last minute opportunity. Something like that. Like start working your business within the business. I mean, it will help you tremendously. And you're going to be that successful stylist so much faster than somebody just sitting in the break room watching a TV show or playing a game. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of times you'll have stylists that work for you. One is growing really fast and the others aren't. And the difference was I can think of one salon where they were just out handing out yes. business cards to people walking to the gym or whatever it was. And boom, you know, just wow, they get a chance to meet that personality. You talk about your specialties. You can kind of hand pick the clients that you want to have in your chair. It all feeds each other. So that totally. just a little bit of introduction makes a big difference. Yeah. And these people, they know other people, you know, so then they're going to tell their friends and they're so excited when you come to them because they think you handpicked them as well. You know, you, you come looking all cute and you go give them your business card and they're excited too. They're like, Oh, you think I will look good? Great. And then they go try you and they love you. You don't think they're not going to tell 10 of their friends because they are. And that's how you start building. Yeah. I've always had, um, a cheerleader, at every salon that I built that went out and just for nothing, I'm not giving them a bunch of free things or anything, but they liked me so much. I mean, they would go and tell all their friends and consistently do it. 
-hmm. because they were so excited to support me. And so that get yourself the cheerleader right away. Find that person that loves you that has is the social butterfly. Right. And they'll spread the word like crazy. Yeah. So key. I think to me, this is one of the biggest weaknesses right now is just people think they just need to just show up and then magically it's going to happen. Well, yes. that's not going to be the case. I, I can guarantee most salons are trying their tail off to get people through that door for their stylists to keep them busy. But if you're the one that goes yes. out and gets your clientele, you do, like you always say, you write your own paycheck and that yeah. it's, it's your business for the taking if you want to put the work in. And that's the, that's the stylist I'm going to feed more to right. the go-getter. The person that I feel like is more like me, um, in a sense too, the one that I see that they're trying to build the business as well. And they're just not waiting for me to do it. I am providing clients for them. I am working. We are working our tail off to feed the business, but man, if they could do it and help us out, that'd be amazing. And themselves, right. you know? So those are the people that I have more respect for. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give her another client. Cause she's been working hard too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, it's, it's never too late for a fresh start. No. I think that's the thing. If you want to live somewhere else, you want to do something else, life feeds you an opportunity to, to move or do something different. We are the biggest cheerleaders for you to go take that, take that chance. We've done it five times yeah. for a variety of reasons. We don't want to live here anymore. We want to try living there. We want to be back closer to family. We had all of these right. reasons, but it all revolves around living our life to the fullest, getting out of it what we want to, and being fearless that no matter where we ended up, we knew we could build a book of business and have success with that. So I think everyone should take, I guess, the risks we've taken and know you can do this. Yeah. You got to put a little bit of work into it and a little bit of planning into it, but you really can do it. Yeah, you can. And get yourself a coach, get yourself a mentor, get, get somebody else who's doing the things that you want to do and then learn from them. And it'll make your job so much easier. Awesome. All right. Make the move. Yes. Redefine yourself. Build the buzz right away. And then doggone it. Take some self-ownership. Go make yourself a business. Make yourself some money. Anything else? Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Have a great week. We'll talk to y'all real soon.